Bruce Cook is honored to have you join his conversations with people committed to talking with heart and brain functions in full operating gear. No spin, no agenda, just authentic conversation on just about anything. Welcome to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Are all magazines alive and well post-pandemic? Chris Gianella, group publisher of Modern Luxury Magazines, sounds off. Also, successful businessman and former El Salvadorian immigrant Laz Ayala shares personal perspective on the immigration quagmire and political hot potato at the U.S. border. The Bruce Cook Conversation with your host, Bruce Cook. Trending now. Here's your host, Bruce Cook. Brought to you by the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute at Hode. And good evening, Southern California. It's Bruce Cook tonight, live. Angels Radio, AMA 30. It's great to be with you. Thank you for staying with me tonight. It's always my honor to have you listening to this broadcast. I hope to always bring interesting people with great ideas and, and lots of information and maybe a little bit of inspiration on top of it. Tonight we're going to start off on a lighter side of things and try and have a little bit of fun in this time of transition as the Delta variant seems to be scaring everybody to death again. I'm going to welcome a very good friend of mine for many years. He is the group publisher, ladies and gentlemen, of several very influential and important lifestyle magazines on the Southern California map, including Modern Luxury Los Angeles, Modern Luxury Orange County, now called Riviera, and uh, Angelino Magazine in Los Angeles. Group publisher, Mr. Christopher Gianella, are you there? I am right here, Bruce. How are you? Gosh, it's great to have you on. You are the busiest man in Southern California. It is so hard to find you. You're on planes to Timbuktu. God knows where you're going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Bruce, I'm, it's a pleasure to see you. The last time I saw you in person was March of 2020, I think, right before everything shut down. Yeah, so I saw you. Event. Yep. Yes, I saw you at a big event. I think it was a big event in Los Angeles, and you told me how great I looked. Oh, yeah. Well, you always look great, Bruce. Come on. Who are we kidding? You are the Italian kidding? stallion of Southern California, man. Come on. You have <laughs> a right. reputation. I, like I like that title. You, I, I'll take it. I have to tell you, I have propagated that title among many people. And every time I say that, you're, they say, you're right. That's who he is. He's, like, bigger than life. Oh, well, that's really sweet, Bruce. Well, thank you so much. You're the kid I from really Livingston, New Jersey, who made good. Hey, right? Tell my, my parents did a good job with me, huh? They sure did. But I taught me independence and shipped me out, and here I am. They sure, to you, so. they sure did a good job. And your wife, yeah. your wife does a good job, too. I'm not exactly oh, sure. I'm not exactly sure, though, about the relationship. Your wife is like the serious intellectual type. She is. Well, she's doing great things in this role. She's a social worker for the Los Angeles Unified School District. That I know. Completely different from my world, right? She's helping a lot of kids and to live better lives day to day. You know, and my life is a little bit different. But that's what I want to. I want to talk. How does that work? Being the social butterfly of California, you're dealing with <laughs> the rich and the famous, the movie stars, the trendsetters, the influencers. And she's doing the hard work in the school system. Oh, yeah. So yeah. what do you talk about? What do you talk about when you get home? Well, we have a lot to talk about. We both have different stories to tell about how our days were. You know, but honestly, it, it, it's been very interesting, Bruce. I mean, obviously, you know, our world is really luxury lifestyle and modern luxury. And, you know, I started 20 years ago. And Riviera Magazine is celebrating our 20th anniversary this year. So we're really excited about that. And, you know, the idea behind us was to really take people away from their everyday woes and really uh, cater to luxury travel, shopping, dining, you know, you name it, that's what we did. And, you know, the celebrity aspect is, is, has been big too, but, you know, we kind of pivoted a little bit um, over the, uh, you know, the year and, you know, I'm excited about what's going to happen next. All right. Pivoting over the year is a, a polite way of saying survival in the pandemic. How did you survive? <laughs> How did you survive? You know, I, it's, yeah, you I'll, did. I'll you, you did so, survive and prosper. I want to know how you did it. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Obviously, it was a shocker to everybody last March. And I think what happened was obviously we had furloughs and 
you know, things like that that happened at the company. And we decided to do a hope issue at the time, honoring all the frontline workers, so people that were doing some great things at the time. And we created sort of what Modern Luxury is and sort of a national media company with a regional feel. So we created all this great national edit for our um, you know, July, uh, May-June issue kind of throughout our editorial calendar and really did something different that we never did before. We had a lot of support. Um, and it was interesting because, you know, we had a lot of support from industries like real estate and finance and home design and areas where they were sort of doing okay during the early pandemic because people were looking for new homes and refurnishing and all that. So it was kind of interesting how things kind of kind of took a turn for us. Um, obviously, we were, our revenues were down, but we were able to sort of maintain at the time. Well, you did more than maintain. I think it's interesting also, Chris, that, the so-called niche of luxury lifestyle has fascinated America since day one. It's gone through all kinds uh -huh. of changes and whatnot, and certainly in the last few decades that you have been at the helm of the luxury print world, I know you've seen so many trends, but tell me about the fact that people seem to can't let go of it. They eat it up no matter what, and the pandemic seems to have fueled it even more. They have come out of the closet. They are buying the fancy clothes. They're spending money like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's interesting because obviously when the pandemic hit, we had to pivot our distribution of the magazines, and we actually decided to, you know, remove copies from the hotels because people weren't traveling and build more of our home distribution. And people were reading the magazines a lot more in their homes because no one had any, anywhere really to go. So modern luxury has always sort of been an escape from reality. And I think for what was going on in the world or what is still going on in the world, we provide that sort of escape. So and that's sort of where we had an advantage on some of the other you know, publications that are more hard news and current events and sports. You know, and I think people really grasped toward it and people wanted to read about positivity and, and things that you could aspire to do and places you could aspire to go to. So that's kind of how I, I look at it, where we did see some success in, in the fact that, you know, luxury is alive and, you know, people were spending, you know, more money now, obviously in 2021, because everyone's looking to travel, everybody's looking to get, get back out and buy that gown that you want to wear to the gala. And, you know, so we're seeing definitely a big trend that way as well. I wonder. I wonder if it's going to calm down, Chris, in the in the next year or two, when things normalize a bit. Uh, maybe some sanity steps back in. I have heard. Right. I have heard that. Well, frankly, I, I believe that we're in a really inflationary period because of this post-pandemic time, and businesses, especially in the in the lifestyle genre, including travel, entertainment, dining, and fashion. The prices have gone out of the world. I mean, you must deal with a lot of hotels. Am I wrong in what I've seen and heard? But it seems like $1,000 a night for a hotel room is kind of the norm. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that. But I'm also hearing, Bruce, that a lot of the hotels and restaurants, they're having a really hard time getting staff. Obviously, there's people that don't want to go back to that you know, those, those sorts of jobs that they had prior to the pandemic. So I wonder if that maybe has a lot to do with it, as well as the fact that people want to get out of their homes and visit new places and see. So I am hearing that, but I think a lot of it may have to do with the fact that the hotels are hurting and they need to, you know, make up that revenue that they lost throughout the, you know, the past 18 months. Well, that's, I'm sure that's part of it. The interesting thing is, is that the public doesn't seem to be blinking. So I think a lot of people have a lot more money than I do. Anyway, we have a caller. Somebody likes you, I think. Uh, oh, okay. So shall we take the call? Yes. All right. Let's take the call. All right. Aaron, we're going to take the call. I think her name is Carol, and I think she's calling from Costa Mesa. Carol, are you there? Actually, it's Maureen from Newport Beach. Oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong. You know, Carol's on I the other. Carol's on the other line. Hello, Maureen. Hello. I just wanted to say, Chris, I do follow you, and I love the magazine. And you're absolutely right. Throughout all this pandemic, I relied on these magazines. I love it. And 
is Bruce just brought up a great question. Is it transitory, these high prices in the hotels, because I'm starting to travel, and the prices are obnoxious? Do you, what's your opinion yeah. on that and your opinion on the future of print magazine? Has the pandemic maybe given it a resurgence? Yeah, good I, question. I, okay, so good question. Thank you, Maureen. Well, Maureen, thank you so much, and I'm I'm thankful that you enjoy the magazine. And I appreciate you reading it and and all that support. So thank you for that. Um, to answer the first question, you know, I really can't answer a lot to why the hotel prices have gone up. It's not, not my you know realm of work, but just as I told Bruce before, I don't know if it has to do with you know lack of staff or maybe a big need, and there's so much competition with the hotels, and people are traveling a lot more and you know, seeing, you know, different cities and getting on planes, maybe that has a lot to do with that. I know airfare has definitely gone up. And I think car rentals, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, you can't even find a car in certain cities. So I think there's a big demand for car rentals. So I'm not really sure exactly what's going on in that industry as far as why the prices are going up. But I agree, they are going up. Um, but as far as print magazines, and I think you're right, Maureen, I think we did have a surgence because... So many people, and I get a lot of emails from readers, you know, in the past, but I'm getting so many more right now. And I think people are really just enjoying getting a copy of something pretty and luxurious in their mailbox every month. But again, kind of takes them away from looking at the news and looking at politics and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I definitely think that print has taken on a whole kind of like that old is new, like drive-in movies came back, you know, and I think print magazines are coming back if it's the right content the right readers will come along. So I'm, I'm really grateful for, for that on our end at Modern Luxury that, you know, print magazines are really strong. And we actually launched two new products during the pandemic. We're doing a watches magazine that's national, catering to the watches world of, you know, um, great, great things that are happening in, in that industry. And we're launching in, you know, new markets as well. I know in Scottsdale, we're launching a new magazine in East Bay. So we're seeing a demand for more print products. So it's kind of interesting that we're launching, you know, new products as, as we speak right now. That's great. Chris, I understand that you just, speaking of watches, just took out a major yacht on the Newport Harbor for Vacheron Constantine. What, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of the luxury brands are now obviously looking to connect. And I think that's what, you know, modern luxury does best is connect consumers with businesses. And Vacheron Constantine are, you know, a fantastic brand at, at South Coast Plaza. And we were tasked to obviously get a great group of qualified consumers that are interested in watches. So we, we, uh, we had a boat out in Newport Harbor last week, um, a yacht. We had about, you know, 50 individuals on there, a great McAllen Scotch whiskey, uh, we had the beautiful Vacheron watches, and we had a great group. And I think people were happy, you know, to be back, and we kept it small. And I think you're going to see a lot more of these sort of smaller, intimate events happening in our world where we're going to be very careful about getting large groups together. So it was a success. And, again, that's really what we do at Modern, Modern Luxury. We connect consumers with, with luxury brands. I think we forgot to say goodbye to Maureen, but I think she's gone. So, Maureen, if you're listening, thank you for calling. And we're going to take a quick break. Chris Gianella, group publisher, Modern Luxury. We'll be right back. Angels Radio. AM 830. At the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, the Hoag Epilepsy Program is accredited by the National Association of Epilepsy Centers as a Level 4 Epilepsy Center. This means that our experts provide the highest level care for patients with complex epilepsy. Our patient-centered approach to epilepsy treatment combined with state-of-the-art technology, including robotics and laser ablation, ensure the best possible outcomes for our patients. To learn more or for an evaluation, call 949-966-0243 or visit hoag.org forward slash epilepsy care. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Views Alto is the vape as unique as the back roads you ride. With Views by You, you can choose from four colors, three flavors, three nicotine levels, and infinite wrap designs. Make Views Alto a vape that is yours in store now. Discover more at Views.com. Views, charge beyond. Vapor products, underage sale prohibited. Website and offers restricted dates 21 and over tobacco consumers. Valley Sports West is the home for Angels baseball. And that one's going to go. The Halos are looking to heat things up 
and ascend in the AL West. That one's hit a bunch and gone. Don't miss any of the action as Shohei Otani and the Angels take on the rest of the league. And that one ain't coming back. Valley Sports West, your home for the Halos. I'm Trent Rush, Angels radio broadcast announcer. And you know with runners at the corners, the team is looking for a drive down the middle. And if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle from the top 15 import domestic luxury and exotic brands, then turn your search into drive at the Irvine Auto Center. Here, all dealerships are teaming up to give you an excellent buying experience where the 5 meets the 405 at Lake Forest Drive. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you'd better watch out because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-375-2922. 800-375-2922. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Angels Radio. AM 830. Sometimes I just can't take it. Sometimes I just can't take it and it isn't all right. There's a lot of times none of us can take it, but we're going to take it tonight. I'm Bruce Cook. It's the conversation tonight on Angels Radio. We're talking to Christopher Gianella, group publisher, Modern Luxury Magazine, and we're having a good time. I hope you are also having a good time listening. Chris, as you come back tonight, I have a kind of a devil's advocate kind of a question for you. Okay. And that is the glamour and and the beauty and the... The wealth that is in your publication is certainly a few notches above the heartbeat of most of Southern California, most of America. What are the values of your of your publishing team or your editorial team in terms of presenting this very, very upscale lifestyle in a in a, a sense that is a, uh, identifiable and approachable for everybody so that it doesn't create anxiety and greed and all sorts of bad stuff. Right. Yeah, no, thank you. You know, obviously, we're very careful about our distribution and who reads the magazine. Obviously, we're, you know, a luxury lifestyle magazine. I'll speak more for Orange County. You know, we send the magazine out to targeted homes based on household income and home value. So it's people who actually could afford the services of our advertisers and what we write about. But, yeah, we are very careful and and want to be tasteful about what's happening in the world as well. And I know, like, you know, during the pandemic, having a fashion shoot was pretty much impossible. So we were very creative in how we did a lot of those things. We had an illustrator, you know, do some really fun you know, fall fashion lines about what he was going to design for the fall back in September of 2020. So that was something unique that we did for the magazine. And again, as I mentioned, the hope issue was paying homage to people who were doing great things in town. And obviously, you know, we're very, you know, we're a national brand with a local feel. And obviously we're always talking about great things that are happening in town and what people are doing that are good. And I know in Orange County, we focus on great chefs and some great dishes they're doing. And the, the restaurant industry has been annihilated, obviously, you know, through the pandemic. So we're obviously supporting a lot more on, on that front. But, you know, we are very tasteful and really making sure that we're not offending anybody and we're, you know, we're doing, we're doing what we do. And, you know, luxury is back and, you know, we're seeing it and people are shopping and, as we said, traveling and doing their thing. So we want to make sure that we're still keeping the pulse out there. 
Describe the difference. There's a world of difference between the vibe in L.A. and your Angelino magazine and your or, and your uh, modern luxury L.A. compared to Riviera, Orange County. They they're they're two areas that are right next to each other, but in a lot of ways they couldn't be more different. could not be more different. Yeah, you know it's funny, Bruce. When we launched Angelino back in 1999, originally it was for. Orange County and L.A. together, and we realized there are really two different demographics of people that we're reaching. So we created Riviera Magazine right in 2001 in September. But, you know, you're right, because L.A. is a lot more, you know, inside the entertainment um, industry, and obviously there's been a big halt there as well. So, you know, we keep Angelino um, focusing more on what's happening towards, you know, the Hollywood life um, it's not, you know, where there's celebrities and things like that that are happening. There's so many events happening more in L.A. But then in Orange County, we're sort of, you know, we are the celebrities. The people are the celebrities. So it's a lot different where we're celebrating the great people that live in Orange County. I'm not saying there aren't great people that live in L.A., but a lot of it's focused more on the entertainment industry. Philanthropy. Um, so that, those are really, yeah? Oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Finish. I was just going to say that philanthropy in Orange County is really a huge aspect of the social strata. Is it so, so much in L.A., yep. or is it different? It's a lot different. I mean, I think in L.A., a lot of it is celebrity-based um, charitable events where there will be big-name celebrities at them. But I think in Orange County, I feel like it's a lot more of, a, more of that sort of hometown feel where there's a lot of passion behind the charities and I think a lot more support. I remember going to, when I first moved back to L.A., to over the LA market I went to a charity event and they raised I think they raised about four hundred thousand dollars and they were thrilled beyond belief and hey it's nothing to sneeze at but I know in Orange County the amount of money that you know that these charities are have donations from is, is way more than that so I think there's a lot more in Orange County as far as you know individuals giving a lot more to some of these organizations than they do in Los Angeles maybe there's just too many in LA I'm not really sure what why that is yeah, interesting point. Speaking yeah. of speaking of celebrity, at least on Riviera magazine, you often have a celebrity cover and a major celebrity interview. It's sort right. of always been well known that a celebrity cover sells magazines. Is that still true? Mm -hmm. Here's why. Here's kind of how we look at it. So I'm going to give Laura Dern for an example, right? So. What we do is we'll have one celebrity on the cover. You know, we're in 22 markets across the country with magazines that look a lot like Angelino and Riviera. And it's got Ocean Drive. We have Gotham, Chicago Social, Philadelphia Style. You know, we're at San Francisco Magazine. So basically what we'll do is we'll have the celebrity on the cover, but then whatever they're wearing will be tagged locally to whatever that retail store is. So if you're in Orange County, we'll tag South Coast Plaza or Fashion Island. If you're in, you know, L.A., we'll tag Rodeo Drive. If you're in Chicago, the story will tag Michigan Avenue. So the celebrity kind of gives us an outlet where the feature, even though it's national, gives kind of a local feel. So that's one of the reasons why we do it. Interesting. Um, and obviously the, the celebrities have been a big part of, you know, who we are in general as modern luxury. And also, you know, a lot of our, you know, advertisers, like a lot of liquor brands, love those partnerships. So, you know, we do a lot of events where we include the celebrity where they could be a part of either a dinner party or some sort of something that some sort of event. And it's interesting. Everybody wants to know what what they're working on and what they're doing. So it seems to work out really well um, in, in, in our markets. That uh, point you made about connecting the fashion to the local market is brilliant marketing. And uh, I wonder, did you learn that in your early days working in New York in marketing and PR? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because, you know, when I started at Modern Luxury, it's actually a really interesting story. Uh, my wife, who's a social worker, back in, we, we were dating um, in 1999, we were getting engaged, and she brought a copy of Angelino home. She said, you should call that individual whose face is in there. It was Michael Kong, who was the founder of Modern Luxury back in 1994 in Chicago. So I called this individual and I said, look, I have absolutely no experience, but my fiance thinks that I could do this and obviously selling advertising, you know, so look, I know salespeople get paid commission. Give me a shot. Let's see what I could do. So Michael, you know, said, okay, let's go. Let's get you out there. So I literally realized it's all about relationships and that's kind of how I built 
built my businesses around L.A. and Orange County and created those kinds of relationships. So I think, you know, in modern luxury, the fact that we are so, you know, uber niche local, but we do have this national content has given us an advantage. And I think it's great because even when we do our fashion shoots, James Aguar, who's our fashion director in New York, he pulls items. And obviously every item we pull for the fashion shoots can be found in any of our, our cities that we're in at obviously the local luxury destinations. So it's great that I kind of fell into that, but that's how modern luxury kind of stands out against some of the other, you know, city magazines and regional magazines. What about the aspect of social media? How do you tie into that or do you? Yeah, we do a lot with social media. Obviously, you know, every business has a brand now and everyone wants to control their brand. So obviously, you know, we're an authority of, uh, we're a trusted authority on the social media level. So obviously it's great because we've got beautiful photography and great content. So our social media pages look, look fantastic. And what's interesting, Bruce, as well, you know, one thing that kind of took off over the past few years, even before the pandemic with social media is the fact that we have a lot of individuals who want to brand themselves. So we started these sort of special section opportunities like dynamic women and power players and modern man where individuals, you know, pay a fee to, to the magazine, but they, you know, in return, they receive a beautiful photo shoot. We dress them, we do their hair, we do their makeup, we interview them and give them that sort of editorial feel, right? And then we do an event where we celebrate them. So again, it's connecting the community together, which is really what Modern Luxury is all about. So, and they could use this on their social media. So when they plug their photo and their interview on their social media, they're sort of, you know, building up their brand and their awareness to potential businesses that they can get. So do, do you vet, you know, it all kind of goes together. Do you vet these yeah? people or do they just can, anybody can pay? Well, I mean, we vet them, obviously. We want to make sure it's legit, you know, branded business because you just have to be very careful, like the company you keep, you know. Right, so of course. Obviously, a lot of our, our the individuals who buy into these sections could be, you know, real estate or business owners or, you know, so we're very careful on, on who we let into the magazine because, you know, one false move, who knows? You yeah, know, you it don't can destroy your, your credibility. Else, you know, exactly. But obviously we tag it that it's, you know, you know, special sections and, you know, we, we tag it such because we don't want it. We want to make sure that it's known that it's, you know, more of an advertorial than an editorial. How do you feel about the world that we live in of the influencer today in your field that are mostly women, but also a lot of men that are on social media and they're also in print magazines such as yours touting their opinions yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of it has changed, and I know there's a lot of rules now with the influencers where everything has to be tagged, you know, hashtag ad or, or whatnot. I think a lot of brands are realizing, you know, sometimes it's hard to, you know, pay the exorbitant fees for an influencer to promote your product when, you know, everyone's sort of, maybe it's not the right person who, you know, has the, the audience that's not, you know, cor you know, typically correct for the product. I think there's a lot of changes there, too. And I'm even seeing a lot of our clients are coming directly to us as we're sort of the influencers. We're sort of the tastemakers. So, you know, I think it's great in, in depending on what it is. Maybe it's, a, you know, a hotel out in Singapore that there's an influencer showcasing all that. I think that's wonderful. But I think it's changing. And I think a lot of brands are looking at, you know, true authority and true, you know, opinions about what things are. So, you know. I can't really speak for it too much, Bruce, but I just know what, what we do best, and we are the authority in a lot of these things. And I think a lot of brands are coming to us for our influencer-type you know, vibes that we give out. we got a couple minutes left. Wrap us up. Tell us what your that's future— That's it? A couple minutes? Could, that, that's all we got. I you all night. Eh, we oh, only yeah, got a yeah, couple yeah. minutes. What is your, what is the, uh, the year ahead hold for you, given everything that's going on? Well, I'm excited, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Riviera Magazine itself in Orange County is celebrating, you know, 20 years. So we're doing a beautiful event, which will be a lot more than 50 people like we had on the boat, but celebrating the best chef and the best of Orange County, you know, down at the nursery at Tradewinds, uh, Southwinds in Irvine um, in October. So I'd love for everyone to come and support. That's something that we're doing. And also, you know, another area that I'm building up is Palm Springs 
you know, that's a new market for us, and we're going strong there. It's Obviously, a great market. Great market. A lot of Southern California, a lot of great home design and real estate and modernism and the Palm, you know, the Palm Springs Film Festival. So we're doing a lot of really exciting things out in the desert as well. So that's what I'm sort of spending the next, you know, the 12 months is looking at, is looking like for me. Well, we will look. We will look forward to seeing you on the OC scene down here. Um, I know that uh, you have a lot of friends in Orange County, and uh, we welcome you, and we love your magazine, and we thank you for your time tonight. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you on the radio show. Bruce, thank you so much, and you are one of, one of the best. So thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Had a great time with you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, and, and have a wonderful week, and always uh, be positive and healthy and and all the best to you, Chris. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you, Bruce. Okay. You Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bruce Cook, and it's The Conversation. We just finished talking to Christopher Gianella, group publisher of Modern Luxury Magazines. We're going to take a break. We're going to totally change the show, switch subjects. We're going to get serious. we got some stuff to talk about. And you better stay with me because I really want to hear from you. Thank you, and uh, we will be right back. Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute at Hogue is ranked in the top 1% in the nation by U.S. News and World Report. It provides world-class care through multidisciplinary expert teams, each focusing on specific disorders of the brain and spine, such as stroke, aneurysms, brain tumors, Parkinson's disease, cognitive disorders including Alzheimer's, epilepsy, back pain, as well as spinal cord issues, addiction medicine, and sleep disorders. Our renowned experts offer the best evidence-based care, state-of-the-art technology, and the latest clinical research, all focused on the individual patient. Our stroke program was the first in Orange County named as a certified comprehensive stroke center, and our brain tumor program is the largest in Orange County and among the top volume programs in the Western United States. Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute. Compassionate care, clinical excellence, creative intelligence. To learn more, call 949-516-9075 or visit hogue.org forward slash neuroinstitute. Asking for help in life takes bravery. Women addicted to alcohol and drugs know this very well. Most suffer silently while their lives fall apart, their children and their families in crisis. For more than 40 years in Southern California, New Directions for Women has helped addicted women recover in a nationally recognized treatment facility in Costa Mesa. Their doors are wide open. It just takes the first step. Call New Directions for Women. The number is 888-786-0509. Again, 888-786-0509. You can also visit them at www.newdirectionsforwomen.org. New Directions for Women. They know recovery. Hi, Mark Ubiza here with Jose Moda. If you're a big fan of trucks and want to check out the full line of new Chevy Silverados, or if you want to see the all-new 2021 Chevrolet Corvette, then you have to stop by Simpson Chevrolet in Irvine and Garden Grove, or visit online anytime at SimpsonGM.com. Simpson Chevrolet, big enough to deal, small enough to care, and you can't beat that. Chevrolet, find new roads. I was probably a little bit like you. There was a lot of talk about the COVID-19 vaccines. I didn't know what to believe. And I tell you, everyone has an opinion. Some of my friends got vaccinated and some were against it. But I knew this was an important decision, so I went to somebody I already trusted, my doctor. It's your call, so talk to your doctor or healthcare provider and make the decision that's right for you. You can go to GetVaccineAnswers.org for the latest information. That's GetVaccineAnswers.org, brought to you by the Ad Council. Angels Radio AMA 30 KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. Where Angels Baseball lives. Everybody get up. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh. Hey, hey, hey. 
We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on Angels Radio. I'm Bruce Cook. Bruce Cook Conversation live tonight, Sunday, Angels Radio, AM 830. If you're just joining me tonight, we've just left Christopher Gianella talking about lifestyle changes in post-pandemic times. And we're going to switch to a more serious uh, second half of our show. My very special guest tonight has been on my program before. I am a great admirer of his voice and his ideas. His name is Laz Ayala, and he will come to us live from the Northwest tonight. I believe he's in Oregon, coming from Oregon. He is a child of immigration, ladies and gentlemen. Laz came to this country from El Salvador as a young kid. I believe that he was brought here as a migrant and uh, grew up in America and made his way. Today, he is a very successful businessman. He is a large building contractor with a business that he operates. And he's seen all sides of the immigration story from a very, very personal perspective. And I think that's what we need to hear more about rather than the noise that we constantly hear from all the various pundits and political op- political opposites that are, frankly, making this problem so much worse and not coming together to find answers. Mr. Ayala has written many uh, articles. He's voiced and lectured, and now he's created a documentary, a feature-length documentary on the subject of immigration. It is titled Illegal. Joining us tonight to talk about that documentary, but more importantly, to talk about the issue at hand. Please join me in welcoming Laws. Welcoming Laws. Laws, are you there? I am here, uh, Bruce. Thank you so much for uh, for having me back, and uh, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, well, very kind. It was it was not kind enough. I am very proud of what you've accomplished, and I want everybody to know that because it's uh, it's important to to recognize people that have really made something of themselves and have a lot of good things to say to try and make things better for other people that are struggling. Let me start with let me start with uh, this statement. The whole issue of immigration in the last few months has faded into the background a bit. It has been overtaken by the problems with the COVID crisis. Uh, before this really became a nightmare in the news and in, in Washington, D.C., with COVID, immigration was on our television every night. And Americans were watching tens of thousands of people from mostly uh, Central America cross the border. And all of these people coming in search of a better life, but also bringing a lot of issues to bear and a lot of problems to the forefront. Where do we stand today? What is happening? What can you tell us about what is happening today? Well, uh, Bruce, uh, the um, you are right. Uh, as of recent months, uh, the topic has been somewhat silenced by other news of the day, I guess you can say. Uh, but, uh, you know, on the positive side, um, as you may recall, back in April of this year, two bills passed the House. Uh, one, it uh, addresses the the issue with uh, the Dreamers, and the other one addresses the issue with um, uh, migrant labor or guest workers and improving those guest worker programs, uh, both of which uh, are issues that we have been advocating for, primarily, I would say, the second one. Uh, fixing our broken system to allow uh, people to come to the country to work and provide the labor that is needed in various industries, construction, agriculture, uh, you know, uh, entertainment industry, to come here humanely and legally, allow them to work their season, and allow them to return back to their communities where they want to live. And so uh, I am excited to, uh, you know, to, to share that, those, those news with your audience uh, these two bills are now in the Senate, and uh, obviously the Senate is, uh, has been uh, uh, deliberating over other issues such as the infrastructure uh, investment plan, and, uh, and so immigration has kind of taken the back seat. 
but we are hopeful that uh, that immigration will come back uh, to a a uh, an urgent topic in the in the Senate, and that these two bills will discuss and hopefully come up to uh, for a vote. It looks like it's treacherous, though, Laws, uh, specifically to do with the Dreamers. Um, there's a lot of fear in the Dreamer population that things may not go their way, or at least so. Maybe it will go in a positive direction for those that exist, but that there will not be the allowance for future dreamers that have have come now as young children with families that have come into the country um, with with children. But let me let me go back to the guest worker idea. We've talked about that on the radio before, and it it is something that I think a lot of our listeners either don't know about, don't understand, or maybe they don't even agree with it. It's a the topic of of labor coming across the border into the United States to perform needed jobs and then returning to their homeland with money earned to carry on their life in their own culture, I think most Americans don't understand that concept and, frankly, think that the thousands of people that are coming here don't want to go back. Speak more to that. So... uh there, you know, there's a, a perception uh, that those uh, that immigrate to the U.S. Uh, illegally or undocumented uh, don't want to go back. Um, the, the reality is, though, that people do, uh, if given the opportunity, want to go back. Uh, no one wants to leave their families behind, uh, their children, their parents, their culture, their language um, uh, no one wants to do that if given the opportunity. People um, uh, come here, obviously undocumented, because there is no other path for them, one. And two, they come here uh, and they take that risk uh, knowing very well that if they get to this side of the border, there is employment for them. And it doesn't matter if they're documented or not. And so what we are advocating for is to create instead a legal path for people to come here to work their season, allow them to return as they want to. Most people come to this country today from Central America and Mexico for one reason, and primarily one reason only, and that is economic opportunity and for economic reasons. If they're given the, 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 the opportunity to come here, work for two or three or four months, uh, six months, work a season, allow them to return back to their communities, uh, and then have them return the year after and uh, work their season, whether it's in agriculture or in construction during the construction season or the hospitality uh, season. So um, that's what we've been advocating for because the fact is, and I've interviewed many uh, workers that come here from Mexico today in, uh, as part of the filming of Illegal, um, and, uh, you know, these are people that have been coming here for years, and they're grateful for the opportunity they get. They make it three or four months here where they make back home in a year. They take their money. They invest that in their local economies, in businesses, in small farms, and, and they get to uh, raise their children, which is also part of the problem, you know, the cycle that has been created. So they go, and then, you know, uh, a year later they or nine months later, they come back. Uh and uh, do, do it all over again. And so that supplies, I believe, that would supply a, a, a legal uh, labor uh, force for these industries and allow the workers to come here legally and humanely. Let me ask some really tough follow-up questions. First one, how do you answer a critic that would say this sounds like a very rational and business-like plan with a win-win where labor is supplied to industries that need it and people are given a chance to improve their lives. But when families come across the border based on that kind of a visa system, where are they going to live? Where are their children going to go to school? What if they need social services or health care? How does that work? Can you speak to That's that? A that's a very good question, Bruce. And, and in fact, uh, I think that question is, uh, is a question that should be asked uh, uh, of, of not having a legal system. And I'll explain why. 
under the current system where we encourage basically undocumented immigration, mom or dad comes here. They never bring their kids with them. At least not. it's not common. It's usually an adult, father or mother uh, or, you know, aunt or uncle. So it's an adult that comes. And, and that many of the children that you see there at the border, these are children that are coming here to be reunited with their mom or their dad or an uncle that wants that, that's here to, that is going to sponsor them here for them to come. That's what that uh, is, and that, that's, that's why we have that problem with children at the border. This is not parents dumping them at the border so they can just find a life here. Most of them, and this is stuff that nobody talks about, but most of these children are, are, are trying to attempt to cross the border so they can be reunited with their mom or their dads, okay? And so if, if, we, uh, if we had, uh, if we gave them a, a legal process under which they can come here and work there three or four months, there would be no need, there would be no children, at least certainly not as many and probably not at all at the border because mom or dad gets the chance to go back three or four months later, unite with them, and uh, and provide for them. Got it. Okay, good, good information. Thank you for that. That makes sense. Here's the next question, which is probably even tougher. We are experiencing some of the worst racial tension and divide in this country since the days of Martin Luther King in the 60s. And a lot of it is not just a lot of it is not just white black. It is also black Hispanic. And part of that tension arises in the black Hispanic world because people are coming across the border and they're taking jobs at lower wages from potential American citizens that are black at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder, and it is creating a lot of hostility. How do we solve that? And, well, can, and also, I, we should be addressing it. Nobody talks about it. Sure. No, I, I appreciate One thing I appreciate about uh, coming to your show is that you do ask me some tough questions, and you allow me to answer them. Um, and, and there are some hosts out there that uh, get to answer the question, and they also get to answer it themselves. That's right. They, don't, really want, they to, don't want to hear from you. They just want to talk. just want to talk. I appreciate so, that about you. Please answer so, the question. Yes, sir. So the question, the question you're asking is, um, can, can you paraphrase it? The question is, with undocumented people coming across the border, many of them often will do anything to get that work, and they will work for a lesser wage than an American citizen at the lower end of the of the economic strata, be they black or white, but primarily black, to be blunt about it. And there is tension between the races. There's a lot of violence between black and Hispanic people as a result of this, this idea that there's only so much of the pie available, and it's being swallowed up by strangers. Right. That's a very legitimate question, and that is a very legitimate point. And it is a point that you're right, that uh, that needs to be made and that needs to be addressed. I will start by saying on the on the uh, topic of division between blacks and browns and, you know, browns and whites and all that, I was 14 years old when I came to the U.S. I attended Colton High School in San Bernardino, not very far from where you're at. And uh, I remember at six. At 15 years old, after I had my six months of uh, English uh, immersion classes, I joined the uh, local high school in Colton, and uh, uh, I cannot tell you about just uh, all the uh, uh, verbal assaults that I received, racial verbal assaults, uh, from uh, Mexican-American kids, right, um, Hispanic-American kids, <laughs> because my English wasn't so good, and because I looked uh, different or I dress differently than some of them. So um, I guess my point is, is that the issue of race and division between people of the same color or similar color, or let's say people of color in general, has always been there. Uh, the gangs in LA, the, you know, uh, the Mexican gangs. And so that, you know, those, those, I think those issues have always been there. The difference today is, is that these issues or the issue of race has been politicized. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and that has been used as a uh, political wedge uh, to divide, um, unfortunately. 
but I can't say that this is directly be- because of the result of the number of people that are coming into the country today. I would say it's, it's, a, it's an issue that's always been there uh, between, you know, people of color themselves and, and uh, also between people of color and, and white. Um, indeed, indeed. And- Let me stop you, Laws. We, we have to take a, a quick break. And we've sure we have a whole lot to talk about in, in the last segment of our show. Uh, when we come back, finish your thought on this. But uh, stay with me and stay with me, audience. This is a, a great hour, half hour with Laws Ayala. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. As part of the Pickup Family Neurosciences Institute, Hoag's Neurospine Program offers innovative methods to reduce pain, inflammation, and improve mobility safely and effectively, often without surgery. Should you need surgery, Hoag is a leader with minimally invasive techniques, 3D imaging, and robotics to restore your golf swing or your swing dance. Many of our patients go home in just a few hours, walking the very next day. Call our dedicated nurse navigator at 949 949- 537-2931 for an evaluation or visit hoag.org forward slash sign help. Oh, according to research, 82% of people will remember radio ads. So 82% of you listening will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. 82% of you will note that if you're hiring, ZipRecruiter finds qualified people for your job. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And 82% of you will remember that you can try ZipRecruiter for free, but you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com free. Yes, free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com free. I just love me a summer vacation or staycation or playcation. Call it whatever you want, because I can do all three right here in Morongo. And now, the top five reasons to visit Morongo. Number five. Save your cash and pay with points. It's simple. Play, earn, then pay for gas, gifts, and even a room with your rewards points. Number four. Mark, Donnie, and Paul are calling you. The coolest brothers bring you the best burgers and fries slathered in wall sauce. Now open at Morongo. Three. We bring the beach to you at Morongo. Oasis Pool has its own white sand beach. Number two. Upgrade your Sage Spa experience. Get illuminating, rejuvenating, or chill mode eye gels for only $20 when you purchase any massage service. And the number one reason. You can't pick just one reason. The slots, the table games, restaurants, bars, Oasis Pool, Sage Spa, or the casitas. Pick them all. Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Morongo. Good times. Hey, Angel fans, have you heard what the helpful SoCal Honda dealers are up to these days? All this month, they'll be doing random acts of helpfulness, like donating school supplies across Southern California to celebrate Teacher Appreciation Week and surprising frontline workers with free gas during Nurses Week. Since everybody can use a little extra help these days, they've also been helping people affected by the pandemic pay their rent and bills as well as volunteering at local food banks to help feed families in need. They've even helped one local handyman replace his entire set of stolen tools. And they can help you too with great deals on award-winning Hondas. To check out their deals, stop by your nearest Honda dealer or visit SoCalHondaDealers.com. That's SoCalHondaDealers.com. And to request your own random act of helpfulness, Follow the SoCal Honda dealers on Facebook. Angels Radio. AM 830. And welcome back, everybody. I'm Bruce Cook. Tonight, the Bruce Cook Conversation. Live, Angels Radio, AM 830. Conversation tonight with Laz Ayala. He is the producer and director and writer of a feature-length documentary titled Illegal. We're talking about immigration. Laws, we don't have too much time left, and I want to talk about your your documentary. But one quick, tough question, one last tough, quick question before we, we end with your documentary. What about the issue that has become definitely a politicized one, that of that of the the fear that an element of the migrant population is bringing with it drug traffic and crime 
talk to me about well, talk to me about that because there are a lot of Americans who may not want to talk about it because they realize it is it is uh, a very tough subject, but they're thinking it. They are thinking it, and I know it's only a fraction of the migrant population that's coming over, but this country is dying of drug abuse. So talk to me. Tell me what we can do to change the perception and fight the problem. Absolutely. Bruce, if I may, and I will answer that question, but you, uh, I, I was not able to finish answering your first question before we went into commercials, and that is about the division, the suggestion that the division between races that we have today is a result of immigration and a, uh, an oversupply of labor, essentially. Uh, I just wanted to make the point on, uh, on that, it, that uh, as you probably know today, this country is facing the greatest uh, labor crisis that it has faced in, in at least in, in the decades that I have lived here. Uh, employers cannot find enough uh, workers. I'm a home builder here in Southern Oregon. I employ about 70% of my workers are white, all work, well-paid workers, tradespeople, plumbers, roofers, electricians, you name it, carpenters. Uh, they make, you know, most all of them, I would say, or most of them are over $25 an hour, which is not a bad uh, wage. And uh, But we cannot find enough of them. We cannot find enough workers. And so when I hear uh, folks talk about, you know, uh, or suggest that, uh, that this division that we're having uh, between the races is the result of over-immigration or oversupply of labor because they're stealing jobs, uh, gosh, uh, there is an oversupply of jobs out there. I see signs everywhere. And uh, employers, and- businesses can't. Right. So, right. Right. Good point. Uh, Very good point. So, you know, back to the question uh, of um, uh, immigrants, you know, import, you know, bringing in crub, uh, drugs and, and, and crime. Um, you know, that's that's another issue that has been politicized. Politicized, I would say. Uh, drugs, crime. Yes, uh, that is uh, that is something that. Uh, that uh, that has been imported into the country uh, through the cartels, but these are cartels. These are not individuals. These are not your people that are coming here to make a living for Correct. economic reasons. Correct. These are people that are themselves being uh, trafficked by cartels and victims themselves, uh, who many of them who are immigrants or migrants, who are oftentimes uh, kidnapped and held. Uh, you know. Uh, and, and so they're the ones that, that end up doing all this running and, 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 and uh, for the cartels. But that is an exception uh, by far, not the rule. I wish we had a lot more time because I would want to get into more talk about the cartels and the corruption in Mexico and Central America and how we can help turn that around. But I can't do it on this show. You're going to have to come back again. I want to finish tonight. We only have a couple minutes left. Talk to me about the documentary. So, Bruce, uh, thank you for uh, for giving me the chance to share the wonderful news uh, with you. Uh, uh, about uh, uh, four months ago, we uh, had the good fortune of signing a, an agreement, a distribution agreement with Entertainment Studios, a uh, Byron Allen's uh, uh, entertainment company, to uh, 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 get the uh, film illegal uh, on commercial distribution channels. And uh, on the fourth, on the sixth of July, uh, a few weeks, a couple of weeks back, uh, the film was released uh, for viewing on iTunes, Apple TV, Google Play, and uh, cable TV uh, on demand. And uh, yeah, uh, so we are extremely uh, excited about that because now that this will allow us now to have this film, which talks about all these different points that you and I have discussed. Uh, uh, for this film not to be watched in every home in, in the USA and uh, for people to, you know, hopefully uh, learn and and, uh, and and hopefully help folks understand this very complicated topic through, you know, uh, my story as a once undocumented immigrant and a number of other uh, immigrants that I interview in the process, uh, putting this whole topic in context, this whole topic of immigration in context through many uh, real stories that we cover in the film. And uh, for those in your audience, again, uh, you know, they can watch uh, the, the movie on, on iTunes, Apple TV, Google Play, uh, cable TV on demand. And uh, for those interested in following our efforts, uh, they can find us at IllegalTheProject.org or follow us on Facebook at IllegalTheProject. Um, I want to 
thank uh, Byron Allen's Entertainment Studios for picking up uh, our film Illegal, and uh, it really uh, it has <laughs> they have made this uh, experience a dream come a dream come true. And before I go, Bruce, I will say this, and I haven't said this publicly, certainly not on the air, uh, that uh, we have started a movement. We have started, we have started a movement with illegal and. Uh, this is the first time that I say it on radio, so right here on your station, we well, have started a movement. Good for you, and I congratulate you for your your effort. I wish you the best. Uh, we're out of time, Laws. We'll have you back again. We want to find out how the how the film is being received and and what's moving with your movement. Anyway, I've got to say good night and good luck and uh, be well, Mr. Ayala. It's so nice to have you on again. Thank you, Bruce. And good night, listeners. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back again next Sunday for the conversation, and I I will look forward to having you with me. Take care, everybody. Signing off. You've been listening to the Bruce Cook Conversation. Hear the Bruce Cook Conversation on Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific on AM 830 KLAA. And hear the podcasts of every show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. <laughs>